pick your class and learn your battle points. Because it's time for the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. Welcome to episode 172 of the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. I'm your host, Sage Goodwin, joined by a different Sam this time, Sammy Boy from the Sammy Boy YouTube channel. What is going on? Thanks for having me on. It's been, uh, we've been planning on this for probably about a month now, haven't we? But, uh, oh, yeah. Finally got around to it, which is good. In this episode of the podcast, we'll be talking about the smaller game modes, what's coming up in the next update, and some of the future of the game going forward. Let's get started. Okay, for people who don't know who you are, what do you do? What's what's your YouTube channel, and where do you come in for the Battlefront community? Um, well, I'm I don't know how to how to explain my channel. I guess I would say I'm a mainly sort of you know tips and uh, tips and tricks Battlefront channel. That's probably what I started with anyway. It's kind of branched out a little bit now, but uh. I'd probably say that's the best way to describe the channel. So yeah, just a small Aussie channel from uh, been doing it for about I want to say maybe a year and a half now, something like that. So yeah, and if, if people don't know, they should definitely check out your channel because it is really good quality content there. Thank you, I very much appreciate that. I was actually uh, talking to my cousin uh, before we started, and he's like, I, I sent him a picture of the setup, and I was like, oh, but about to do an interview, and he's like, with who? And I, I told him, and he's like, oh, just subscribed. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Let's get into the nitty gritty. What, what are your thoughts on the smaller game modes? Because we've been, ever since Capital Supremacy came out, basically for me at least, it's been all capital supremacy with a couple of like when they had um, the heroes unleashed. I play that on Galactic Assault, and then a little bit of heroes versus villains. But pretty much, it's been capital supremacy. Yeah, it's. I think it's been. I think sort of most of the play base is like that. To be honest, um, most of it, you know, before capital supremacy came out, I think it was mainly Galactic Assault, and I guess you'd say heroes versus villains is up there as well. But it's uh it's kind of the same for me. I don't really play the smaller modes that much. I guess if you call uh, heroes versus villains a smaller mode, I play that every now and then. But as for like blast and strike and that, I don't think I've honestly played those for <laughs> probably at least a year now. To be honest, um, extraction yeah. I play whenever I get the chance. The thing is, on Aussie servers, it's pretty much dead. There's just no one playing it. But uh, I'll try and change it up. Sometimes on stream, I'll you know get a group of people and we'll play extraction because i really like that mode but yeah as for blast and strike i, I honestly couldn't tell you the last time <laughs> last time i played them <laughs> yeah that was the same for me so i was i started up battlefront um a couple weeks ago and it was like going through i didn't i wasn't in the mood for capital supremacy so i was like you know what i'm gonna do for the next several times that i play battlefront i'm only going to play the smaller game modes. So I've been playing Blast, and I've been playing Strike, Heroes vs. Villains I've been playing a while, um, and I would say that's a smaller game mode, but it's definitely one of the smaller ones. S- Extraction is super fun, it's just I haven't been, since it came out, I haven't been super motivated to play it, but it has been on my list to get back into just because it's such a fun one. And then Ewok Hunt's always <laughs> always a super fun one to play. <laughs> yeah, I think, um, I think Ewok Hunt actually... If they added, like, I guess they can't really add more maps, can they? I guess they could do other, you know, they could do Wampa Hunt and Gungan Hunt oh, or something like that. But 
Like, I would love that yeah, so, so much. Cool. But the that thing, would be the greatest thing ever. Yeah. The only issue with Ewok Hunt really is that it can only be on one map. So I think that's the only real downside to that game because it's a lot of fun, but it just gets it kind of gets boring after a few games because it's just the same thing. So yeah, mm-hmm. I think I do feel like the small modes get left out a little bit, which I can understand because if they focus on those too much, then the the majority of the play base isn't going to be. I guess as satisfied but I do think they should still keep updating them and even releasing even bringing back things like uh, Jetpack Cargo and just a couple of yes random little modes like that I actually um, was in a conversation on Twitter today about like the smaller game modes do you know Arcos Captures? yeah I'm actually I'm actually good friends with him yeah he tweeted he tweeted uh, you deserve a veteran discount if you remember this and it was the limited time event uh, Jetpack Cargo <laughs> yeah so <laughs> Uh, I really I really enjoyed the limited time game modes. Though like I really enjoyed that and it seemed like it was a bit of a fad for a little bit. Like it was Ewok Hunt for a limited time and then it was Jetpack Cargo. I really enjoyed the limited time format. I I agree with that. I think when you have them for example like with Ewok Hunt now that it's in the game permanently, I think that's part of the reason why it doesn't get played that much. If they took it out and you know once every I don't know, once every two months, once every three months or something, brought it back and made a little event of it. I think people would be more willing to play it, but because it's there permanently, I think it just kind of loses interest. So I do I do agree with that. I think they should, you know, do the more limited time stuff. And I can get some people's argument of if they just do it for a weekend, it's just a waste of, you know, they spent the time making the, the mode and then they don't add it to the game so i do understand that side of it but i honestly think the limited time stuff does uh you know increase the the want for it if that makes sense yeah i i feel the same way i i think it's the same as with like the challenges where it's a limited time event for the challenges and you have to do the specific task to achieve the skin or something like that yeah it's it's i think um just any anything that is sort of focused on one time it seems to bring a lot of people back for that because there's you know a specific thing going on in the game if it's if it's always there you know it's not it's not as exciting when it's always there if the skin challenges were it was just you know you can always unlock that skin then the skin itself wouldn't be as exciting and so i think it's the same with the game modes Ewok hunt is fun when it's only like every now and then but because it's there permanently people just kind of lose interest exactly it's it's funny how the community is like that Mm. how do you how do you think the game has changed since the introduction of capital supremacy i mean that was rumored for months and months and then it came out they were teasing the the behind the scenes name project titan i think is what it was mm. and ever since this came out what what are your thoughts on how the games change uh do you think it's for the better for the worse or uh, what, what what are your thoughts on the the focus of the game on the clone wars too well that's that yeah that's the the first thing i was going to say i think since it's been added it's sort of uh the game has almost exclusively been Clone Wars, and I love the Clone Wars, so I'm yes. not going to complain with it. But at the same time, I think most of the community is starting to get a little bit, you know, we're wanting some more different stuff. I think a lot of people want some more OT stuff. And, I mean, obviously we're getting uh, sequel stuff come December or whenever they release that. But I think it's got both positives and negatives. The negatives probably being we're only really getting one error at the, like at the moment. But on the other hand, the all the content we've gotten has been really good and uh i think i mean capital supremacy has some issues but i think it's up there with one of the better modes in the game so it's got pros and yeah. cons but i think um if they can put it into 
an OT setting, then then I would be 100% sold on it. If they can add different maps for the OT, like Tatooine, and then you've got the OT heroes and stuff, if they did that for Supremacy, then it'd probably be one of the only... Like, I'd pro- I don't think I'd play any other modes, honestly, if they did that. Yeah, what, what do you think their reasoning is for not doing that? Do you think it's just because it was in the Clone Wars season and that was like a time frame that we weren't really getting? Or do you see it as a limitation of the game mode? That's a good question. I think... I think, like, when it first sort of came out, I think, obviously, back then, and almost since launch, really, until now, the, the whole community's been wanting Clone Wars stuff, so I think they probably went into the mode thinking, you know, let's start this off, focus on the Clone Wars, because that's going to be the most attractive. If they had started, say, with the sequels, I don't think the mode would have done as well, so... I think it's partly that they started, you know, thinking that, but then now it's also, if they do add the other maps, they've also got to change the, the capital ships and stuff, so it might be a lot of extra work, and I think True. that's maybe why they've stuck to the Clone Wars, is because they only really, say they had, a, like, for example, Felucia, we're getting that, but they don't need to change the interiors, but then say we got um, Tatooine, they have to change the map and then the interiors as well, so I think that's probably part of it, and then, I mean, I don't know, I don't know what the what the weight is, but I guess it's just, that's where they, st- they you know, planned it from the Clone Wars, and then hopefully we do end up seeing it, but as of right now, I'm just really not sure what their plans are. That's a really good point that you brought up, the the, ins- the interior of the ships themselves, because the Clone Wars era ships are super open, and then going to the original trilogy, you've got the Star Destroyer, and then um, on the other side, much smaller Rebel ships. That would be a huge shift for the interiors. Yeah, that's a good point too. I didn't even think of the actual size of them. I just more meant the design, but that's a good point. When you like all all that we see really in the Star Destroyers from the OT, most of it's like corridors and you know tight areas. They do have, I guess, like the hangar bays and stuff like that, but. Um, yeah. I do think I'd be interested to see how they would make those maps because we don't really see any areas in the Star Destroyers that we see in, say, the the Droids Dreadnought, for example, the big open areas. We don't really see anything like that. So that is a that's a very good point, actually. It's it's very interesting the the different designs for it, um, and we'll get into this a little later. But I find it interesting whenever I think about reinforcements for the the dark side. I can name like five just spitfire but when i try to go for the rebels i'm like um yeah it's kind that of that guy like, there's really the background him there's not really any that we see in the movies is there like the wookies that's really the only ones that the rebel jump troopers for example they're really just troopers that have jetpacks so that is a good point there's not there's not really that many that um that stand out on the on the light side i guess go yeah so let's let's save this for a little bit later, but what what are your thoughts on? Because I've seen I've seen some people with the idea that oh yeah, this game is capital supremacy, or this game is Clone Wars content and sequel trilogy content. We got our fix in Battlefront 24, uh, 2015 If we wanted original trilogy, what are your thoughts on that whole idea? There, do you think that's a, a good excuse? To a degree, I think it is. I do think that if if any errors should have been focused on in these in this game, I think it should have been the Clone Wars because that's what I think everyone wanted. And then I guess the sequels as well because that's sort of the current Star Wars. So I do understand it, but the people who just kind of say we shouldn't get any more at all because the old game's there, I think that's I think that's a little unfair because this game is meant to be... They sold it as all errors. And I guess, I mean, yeah, there is OT stuff already, so then it's not like that's a lie. But yeah, I think I think most people would favour the OT. I think that's most people's favourite 
um, error. So, you know, I don't think we need too much more. There's already, there's a lot of maps. I think it has the, mo- the most maps in the game. I think there's five OT maps and... I think you're right. You know, most of the heroes are there, but I do think we should get a little bit more just to, just to freshen it up. I think, I, and like I said, I'm, I love the Clone Wars. I'll never say no to Clone Wars stuff, but I, I exactly. definitely would like a change. Two words for you. Pancake face. Do you think he should return? Do you think he should stay in the battle from 2015? That's a that's a tough question. Um, I I'm the type of player that I would. There's not much that I would say no to. So if they added him, I'd be really happy. But I also there's probably also some that I guess I don't know. If deserve it more is the right word. But I, I guess um from that era, I would probably pick. Jin and Krennic to be my main two, but I would definitely, mm-hmm. I'd love to get Greedo and Nine Num in the game. That'd be awesome. Yeah. So I, I couldn't say no to it, but yeah, <laughs> they're probably not at the at the top. I would agree with you though. Rogue One, that was a really fun season in Battlefront 2015, and the heroes that we got were so unique that we still haven't really seen anything like them in Battlefront 25 or Battlefront 2. Yeah, I think um I think also because that was released towards the end, a lot of people like me personally i'd barely played that because at that point the game i'd sort of moved on from the game a little bit so yeah i think a lot of people would love to see rogue one stuff because it, you know we haven't we haven't got any in this game other than i guess death troopers are technically from it but um i always forget about yeah, that. yeah i i yeah that i always just assume that they're in the ot but then when you think about it they're actually not <laughs> um so yeah i honestly i think i would put rogue one content as my most wanted if i if i could choose any you know movie or era i guess it's original trilogy isn't it but that's probably the stuff i would choose as the most wanted but at the same time it it has been done in the old game so it's not like it's a necessity i guess Mm -hmm. though if you look at it from a, a certain point of view so what i told you was true from a certain point of view it's prequel content so we could get it well that's that is true they seem to be pushing the prequel stuff so technically it's a prequel so <laughs> you are spot on we can we can still get it we can get around these parameters <laughs> so you mean there's hope <laughs> uh, there, there's a new hope i'm so sorry did did you play um did you play much of cargo i did play a little bit of it battlefront 2015 overall i didn't play a whole lot of it i kind of just like i played it a bit when it launched and i really liked the game but there was more there was a lot of other games out at the time that i was still yeah uh playing more and it just kind of the lack of content starting off it kind of got boring a little quick for me but every time there was a, a dlc i came back and played it i i did play a bit of cargo but um it was mainly walker assault for me that was probably my main game mode yeah cargo was my number one game mode on battlefront 2015 and when jump pack cargo came back that was so much fun what what were your thoughts on the creation of jetpack cargo um when it oh, it's tough when it launched it, i remember it was a little bit broken i think they l- released it twice didn't they they did yeah. it the first time and i think it had no timer on it or something and it was like kind of it wasn't fully working or something so it was still a lot of fun but then the second time it came back it actually felt a lot better and yeah i i thought it was a lot of fun like it's not something i would probably play all that often but i don't know it was a, it was just a, a nice change up and it was also fun because it was kind of very even it was everyone was the same class so mm-hmm. it sort it's it felt a lot more balanced than the other mode so it was a good little escape i thought but 
Uh, yeah, I do remember the first when they first launched it. It was a little bit. I had games that was gone like, you know, two-hour games and stuff like. That. Oh yeah, it was ridiculous. Something so. We got an email from uh, one of our friend, friends of the podcast, Daniel Schilling, and I would like to get your thoughts on this. Okay, is uh, just a short email, but what are your thoughts on the vehicles in Galactic Assault slash Capital Supremacy and their damage output, especially when facing heroes? I've seen a lot of talk that these should be buffed because the damage output is so high, but is that really the answer? I know we're in fantasy land here, but surely an armored tank with heavy blasters should destroy a human? How about increasing the battle points purchase limit? Should vehicles cost the same as heroes? Keep well, both of you. Kind regards, Daniel. I actually very much agree with that last part. I do agree. Like, I, if I had it my way, I would like them slightly nerfed, but he makes a good point. An ATST shooting at a person is obviously going to destroy them, so it would be a bit strange to have them, you know, be weak in a way, but I do think... I think they're a real issue. At the end of the day, you can't do anything to stop them. Um, yeah. And the way that I would... Pro- the, the most balanced way would be to increase their battle points. I reckon if they... If they're able to kill he- uh, heroes easily, then they should cost the same as a... Or if not more than a hero, because I think that's just balancing. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like if you... I don't know, if you've got a... It's like reinforcements, for example. They're they're better than troopers. They don't really have any specialties, but they they are better than troopers, and so they cost more. So I would say vehicles, for the most part, at least against heroes, maybe not in general, but against heroes, they're better than heroes. So they should cost roughly the same, or even more, maybe. But then the downside to that, to that is, as a trooper, they're not hard to take out. So mm-hmm. it's kind of a weird balancing act because they're. They're dominant against heroes, especially saber heroes, because you can't you you just can't do anything to stop them. But then against the weaker opponents, like regular troopers, they're actually kind of easy to take out. So it's a weird one because if you nerf them too much, they'll be completely useless. If you make them cost, you know, four thousand battle points, then they can still destroy heroes. But a trooper's going to just waste yeah you know, your four thousand battle points. So it's a tough one, but. I definitely think something needs to change, and I guess the battle points is probably the fairest way to go about it. That that's something that I find so interesting is the the reasoning behind the balances because it is such a difficult thing to do when you think about it. Like like what you just said, like if if you nerf it for the heroes, then it becomes easier for the troopers, and if you raise it, it will still be taken down just as easily for the troopers. It's just you, you'll see less of them on the battlefront. Yeah, it's it's vehicles are probably the hardest thing to balance. I think. In terms of like actually nerfing them, I think the only way they could nerf them fairly is maybe reduce their damage only against the the heroes. So maybe give them I don't know like maybe even a fifty percent damage reduction because the way they at the moment they're one hit killing people. So yeah, maybe just reducing their damage against the heroes because then because I think they're fine against troopers. I think it's the balance between troopers and vehicles is fine because. They can destroy the the troopers, but if you you know if you sneak off to the side and get a ion turret, for example, you can take them out fairly easily. So, I think it's fine between the troopers and the vehicles, but there is definitely something that needs to change between the vehicles and the heroes because you just, yeah you just can't do anything. If you see one, you essentially just have to run away at this point. Yeah, it's it's definitely a hard one to do. I, you know, I find that's a, a true for like the the heroes too. Like when they introduce a new hero or something like that, it's very much like, do you want to go underpowered and then buff them, or do you want to go overpowered and nerf them? Yeah, it's a tough one. I think, um, like, if I had the choice, I would probably start them off a little bit overpowered 
just because they're new and it's fun. Like, when Anakin dropped, he was obviously extremely broken, but he was new and it was kind of fun for a little bit. But if he had a came out really underpowered, I think it would be, like, kind of disappointing. So, if I had to choose, I'd probably pick Stardom Overpower, but then that happened with Anakin and he was an absolute menace for six months. So Yeah, it took a while <laughs> for him to actually get I manageable. Speak to <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, crap, my gosh. But I, I, I do think the heroes needed someone like that. Yeah, that was the thing with Anakin too. The dark side was so dominant. So to have him, it was, I was okay with it when it launched. I actually made videos when he dropped, even though I knew he was extremely broken. I kind of was on his side, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. saying, don't completely nerf him. But then after, yeah, after about two months, it got kind of, it got boring very quickly. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's, I mean, that's another tough one. It's, I don't know how they can, how they balance them before releasing them. It's it must be pretty tough to do. It's essentially guessing. Yeah. At that point. Speaking of which, uh, what are your thoughts on the clone commando? Um, they look pretty cool so far. I think. Um, I'm I'm very interested to see how their their middle ability goes because that seems like it might be a little bit overpowered. But again, I haven't played them, so it's I can't really judge them now. But they definitely look cool and uh. Reinforcements are a good addition. I think they're they're sort of the balance between a hero and a trooper in the terms of like, obviously heroes are probably the most exciting, but at the same time, troopers, everyone can play them. So they're kind of that middle ground where they're still exciting, but more than one person can play them at once. Yeah. Going into reinforcements, what are your thoughts on like them and heroes would you rather see more heroes or more reinforcements like like say we get two reinforcements to one hero which would you rather have oh that's it that's a tough one um personally i'm a hero guy like that's where i get most of my enjoyment is playing heroes but like i said the only thing the only issue with heroes and especially when they launch is that you know it's only it's one person of 40 players that gets to use them so i do prefer the heroes but then it's also not fair for a lot of people. If you can be quick enough to get the first hero, then everyone else misses out. So mm-hmm. it's uh, it's tough. I it's, For me, it's hard to turn down heroes. They're, they're what I play most of the time. But at this point in the game, I think I would actually choose reinforcements as long as they're you know unique and, and uh, balanced. I think I would actually choose reinforcements. Yeah, same here. Like, like you, I love the heroes. They're a great part of the game. And they're super fun. But reinforcements are something that everyone can get behind. And everyone... They usually can do a lot more interesting things. Because um, the ones that we've, we've gotten so far, they can do much more interesting things. Which is why I was such a big fan of, like, Nyan Num coming into the game. Like, we knew nothing about him, really. Uh, like, he's been one of those characters that we saw on screen in the background. He was in The Empire Strikes Back. He's a, a character in a lot of the books. But, like, we haven't seen much from him. And then going in and getting the surprise hero. Same with like Dengar. Dengar was super fun and interesting there. And I think it's it's because they're such a unique area where they can go a little more off the wall. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I think especially with the clone commandos, they, they're kind of... Like, we haven't seen much of them, really. There's only... I think there's only like two Clone Wars episodes where I think there's um, Captain Gregor and then... Mm-hmm there's the obviously the the republic commando game but other than that we really haven't seen that much of them so it's yeah it's a good point they kind of knew and um because of that also they can probably do a lot more 
Um, it's probably more flexible in terms of their abilities and what they do, whereas with obviously someone like Darth Vader, he's obviously going to have a, a force choke and stuff like that. So I think, yeah, I think that's a good thing about reinforcements is they can, I guess it's just more flexibility really. Yeah. It's, they're, they're really fun. Uh, the only problem I have with the clone commando so far, just like looking at it, is I wish you could go in first person view. Oh, that, that would be so cool actually. That, I never thought about that. That would be a great like little nod to the game too because then you could have the heads up display. Yeah. It would be really fun. Uh, I don't. That would be amazing. I actually never thought of that. I don't see it happening, but I would. I would love it so much. Yeah, for sure. So we've got the news that we're going to be getting more reinforcements coming going forward. We're also going to be getting a different era. Specifically, we've got announced the sequel trilogy content. The I think the obvious ones are Snoke's guards. The um, what are they called? The uh, Praetorian guards. Yes. Is it? I think that's it. The Praetorian Guards, I think those are a given. What could you see for the Resistance side? Because again, like we said earlier, it's like clear, clear choice on the villains and then go to the, the hero side and you're like, yeah, who would it be? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough one, actually. I could even, like, the Praetorian Guards are probably the ones that I would like to see the most, actually. And then those... um the Sith Troopers that they've, you know, that are coming in. Yes. They're probably another one on the dark side that they could add. So there's like two there for the dark side, but then, like you said, there's really, <laughs> there's no one for the light side. And th- unless maybe there's a new, I don't know, some new alien species that are stronger, kind of like how Wookiees are just mm-hmm. like bigger and stronger. Maybe there's some new alien species in this, in episode nine, but going off what we know, I honestly don't know. Like, I guess just more uh, different rebel troopers in a way just you know they've they've already got the the jump troopers that are mm-hmm. just essentially the same as a trooper but with a jetpack maybe they'll just figure out some new like maybe like know, a version of a normal rebel trooper or yeah something like that like a, a some sort of um you know juggernaut type yeah. of character something like that i'm not too sure but as of like what we know from canon there's there's really nothing that stands out to me on the light side this would never ever happen but in Battlefront, in the original Battlefronts, we got the Bothan spies. Could you oh, that imagine? Would be amazing. <laughs> I would love that. That would be amazing. Like I, ne- I actually have never really heard that be like I've never really heard that idea for this game actually, and I'm surprised. For some reason, Lucasfilm is like super adverse to sharing in this new wave what the Bothans are, what they look like. Um, Every time they release a trailer and there's like a new alien in the background, everyone's like, are those the Bothans? Are those the Bothans? To the point where um, Pablo Hidalgo changed his name on Twitter to no, that is not a Bothan. <laughs> Didn't even know that. So I don't see that happening, but again, I would love it. And in the original Battlefront, they they had like the invisibility, which would be such a fun callback. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that would be... That and see that's the thing that would be so unique. So that like, that's kind of what I was getting at before. I think that's the the positive to the reinforcements is you can you can do a bit more stuff with them. I think and like if no one knows what they look like, then they could just make you know they could get together with Lucasfilm and figure it out and make them. I guess mm-hmm. they've done they've added things to canon through this game before. So yeah. I don't think it would happen, like you said, but that that would be pretty cool. In the Rogue One trilogy, in the Rogue One um, season, 
they had the effect for the the electricity on I think it was the star destroyers when they're bringing them down or something like that, and then they brought that over to the movies. And uh, I think I was talking with uh, Paul Kesslin when that whole season came out, and he was like, "Oh yeah, we 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 were, came together, and they're like, oh, we love that uh, the effect that you did on that." Do you mind if we use it? And then they used it and brought it into the movies. Did not know that. That's pretty cool. They, they can do so much, especially now that they're working so close with Lucasfilm. I mean, this is definitely an unprecedented collaboration that they've got going. Um, mm. Like, they're already working on... And, I mean, look at look at um, Fallen Order, too. Yeah. Like that, the whole game has been you know, added to canon, so there's really no limits at this point what they can do. I don't... Again, I don't... I'm not uh not banking on them adding a lot to canon through the game, but there really is no limit. They can they can just do whatever they want as long as Lucasfilm, you know, is in on it as well. Yeah. So definitely lots of possibilities. On that front, and this will lead into our, th- our third topic. What what were your thoughts on the campaign for Battlefront Two? Um, look, it was I didn't I didn't really buy the game for the the campaign, so I wasn't too fussed, but it was a little bit underwhelming um mainly just the the length of it i think the the actual story itself wasn't all that bad it wasn't great but it wasn't bad either by any means but um i think it was just the length of it i think it was like six hours or something yeah. which is obviously very short but at the same time it, it it's a multiplayer game so i don't think that many or i'm sure look i'm sure a lot of people did buy it hoping the campaign was really good but i think probably the majority of players bought it knowing it's a multiplayer game and most you look at like call of duty and battlefield and those games their campaigns aren't ever anything super special so and i think the numbers um, for overall i'd say probably like slightly underwhelmed but it it didn't bother me too much because i didn't buy the game for that reason yeah and like you're saying i think they released the stats for one of the call of duty games and it was like five percent of the player base ever played the campaign wow (laughs) that is crazy a very dismal percent so like you said a whole lot of people don't really buy a multiplayer game for the campaign it was very much of like a oh yeah we've got a campaign for those who want it it was definitely one of those things that was like um i was really intrigued by i read the the inferno squad book that really hyped oh, me yeah. up and the whole we've got a dark side focused story that is canon and then they switch sides that was yeah for me that was the um and honestly i kind of like i kind of i think most people did most people kind of saw it coming after a little bit into the game yeah. but that was that was pretty disappointing that was probably the main in terms of the actual story that was probably the main downside for me but i kind of caught i think most people did kind of catch on to it you could kind of see her um, slowly questioning a few things, and I, as soon as she did, I was like, "Oh no, this is going <laughs> to change." But yeah, like I said, the the actual story, I didn't think a lot of people gave it like really bad reviews and stuff, and I, I it wasn't uh, like I'd probably give it like a six point five out of ten or something. It yeah. wasn't great, but it also wasn't terrible. It was I finished it and was like, "Oh, you know, that was we learned some new canon things that were pretty cool," and yeah. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not a negative thing. I definitely think the highlight, though, was the the whole mind trip thing in the game, where you're, I, th- I think you're Kylo Ren. Oh yeah, that was in the um the DLC, wasn't it? Where you you're on like Scarif yes. or something as Kylo Ren, and you, it's like all um yeah, it's weird. You like 
It's almost like he's on drugs exactly. or something. The screen's all like going weird. Yeah, that was pretty. That the the DLC was pretty cool actually. I, I didn't mind the DLC. It was just very short. That was the only thing. Taking that and then going forward and saying, okay, we're EA. We had the Star Wars Battlefront Two campaign. Overall, it was kind of like, a, okay, yeah, we had that. And then going to Fallen Order, which even those who are just like gaming fans are now intrigued with what EA is doing with Star Wars. Oh, yeah. I've actually got a mate who, um, he's a massive, like, you know, he's really into, say, games like God of War and stuff like that. And he, he's never, like, he's seen some Star Wars movies, but he's not a Star Wars fan by any means. And he saw the trailer and he was, because he knows I love Star Wars, he came straight to me and was like, this game looks so cool, I'm definitely going to get it. So they're actually, it almost seems like they're reaching out a little bit with the game, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it's it's one of those games that, especially, like, uh, a buddy of mine is a fan of Star Wars and plays Battlefront 2, but, like, isn't super wild with it, like, enjoys the gameplay, but isn't like, oh my gosh, Battlefront 2. And he came and saw Jedi Fallen Order. Was like, man, that game looks awesome. It's definitely got a lot of potential. I think I'm, I'm, I am a little bit nervous just because of the the last couple of Star Wars games have been, they've been fun, but they've been slightly like you know most of the reviews are kind of a little bit underwhelming. Mm-hmm. So I am a little bit nervous, but it, it also on the other hand looks like it, if it's done well, it could actually be like a a really top tier game. So. There's a lot of potential there. I'm, I'm trying not to get too hyped in case it yeah. is a little bit disappointing, but I I'm, I can't not be excited for it. Everything we've seen looks pretty cool. The the error that it's in looks cool, so I'm, I'm definitely keen for it, but I'm, yeah, I'm also trying not to get too excited <laughs> as well. Yeah, because I think one of the main downfalls of the original Battlefront was that hype and that thought of the Battlefront 2015. It's like, man... This is Battlefront 3. We're finally getting it. This is going to be the straight sequel to the original games. And then it wasn't. It was its own thing. And people were very much, oh, man, come on, really? Yeah, I think um, I think that's the trouble with... I mean, it's just it's Star Wars. Everyone's like that. Everyone... We can't... We're like little kids. We can't help but be excited. Yeah. But then at the same time, it's... You always... You, I think we've all kind of learned in the last five years that we do need to try and temporary our expectations a little bit but yeah it is it is hard because it's, we all love star wars and so far everything we've seen looks pretty decent so what are your thoughts on the comparison to the um force unleashed games do you think that's a good thing do you think that's a bad um, thing um i'm not too sure really i don't see much of the same in it i do i understand like it's a third person star wars game where the guy the main guy has a saber and stuff like that i do see that um correlation but i nothing that i've seen really like seriously reminds me of force unleashed um i hope it's got some similarities but at the same time that game was also very it was like very over the top everything was you know you were super powerful and stuff like that and i don't think in this setting i don't think that'll work too well so no i do hope it has some similarities but i just um i hope it's not you know, I hope Cal isn't as powerful. Like, he's obviously not going to be as powerful as Starkiller, but I hope he's not overpowered. I hope you, you have to go through the game and sort of make him become a better Jedi rather than just starting off really good. Yeah, instead of, like, Starkiller, who's forcing a Star Destroyer out of the sky <laughs> yeah. into the ground. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited about it, and at the same time, like, okay, come on, calm down, calm down. But 
every time yeah, they show something like tough. that art book, that art book looks gorgeous. Oh, that really, that like of all the things we've seen, I think that actually is one of the things that has got me the most hyped. That just looked it almost the first thing I thought was it looked like Vader's castle, so that had me a little bit like jumping around like a little kid to be honest um <laughs> but yeah that that was definitely that and then um i don't know if you know but the the comic series has just released its first one as well so they're starting to kind of promote it a little bit and it's yeah it is getting hard to not be super excited about it i've recently got into the whole video game book thing uh i picked up the the compendium for the witcher 3 which has like the concept art for oh, yeah. it and all that kind of stuff and oh my gosh, that really sold me. I was like, oh crap, I'm going to buy this book, aren't I? Yeah, I think it's going to be it's going to be pretty hard to resist buying that one, I reckon. I think that's about it for this episode. Uh, if you'd like to see more, we're going to be doing a collaboration on Sam's channel, Sammy Boy on YouTube, going to be doing some fun chats on there, a shorter, ep- a shorter like little mini snippet on his channel go check that out and definitely subscribe to him because he's got some awesome content thank you so much for listening to this episode of the star wars battlefront podcast i've been your host sage goodwin this week i was joined by sam from the sammy boy youtube channel definitely check out his channel subscribe to him it's sammy boy on youtube and check out his twitter sammy boy yt and that's s-a-m-m-y-b-o-i-i-y-t and keep an eye out on his youtube channel because we'll have a collaboration on his channel coming up in just a few days definitely worth checking out you can follow us on Twitter at SWBpodcast, twitter.com slash SWBpodcast. You can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash battlefrontpodcast. Like $10 a month supporter, Joseph Loera. Thank you so much for your support, Joseph. Or through PayPal, like Daniel Schilling, paypal.me slash tie-dye-sheep, T-Y-E-D-Y-E-S-H-E-E-P. Thank you so much. Another way you can support us is through the Cash app, which is something that friend of the podcast, Eric, supports us by. Our username on there is the dollar sign SWB podcast. Another great way to support us that's completely free is by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, wherever you listen to podcasts. It definitely helps us out a ton, helps other people see what the show's about, and lets us get higher up in the search for uh, Apple Podcasts. It helps us out a ton. You can contact us through our email, battlefrontpodcast at gmail.com, and our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. You can listen to the show on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or wherever you find podcasts. As always, thanks for listening, and may the Force be with you.